Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One writer, one artist, one fortnightly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Goodnight, <laughs> professional artist, <laughs> illustration nerd. Forgot who I am. We are the Handsome Voice Comics Hour. You're home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 228. You're Eric. Maybe I'm a little, maybe I'm a little slow today. I'm Eric Z. Goodnight. Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. Do you know what I literally have up in a window as I forget my own name? Um, your website? My my literally re- recently revamped website. Yes, ericzgoodnight.com. This is all just an elaborate <sighs> elaborate plug. You're like, yeah. I forgot my own name. You know how you can never forget my name? Check out my <laughs> website. That's right. It looks nice. Thank you. I, it was very hard to make. Use what did you use? WordPress? Uh yes. It is uh it's what I'm most comfortable with and knowledgeable of at this point. I probably yeah, I kinda want to build something from the ground up without a CMS just to see how that goes. But that's a story for another day. Another day. Hey handsome, that's how you guys doing out there. Uh this is our end of the year podcast and it's time for our annual award ceremony the time for our the the sixth of our award ceremonies eric sixth award ceremonies six years Mm -hmm. we've done this that's a fair few years at least six times we've done this not six because we started late in 2013 so Mm -hmm. but we've been doing this for a minute now yeah uh, but that's later on. We're gonna we're gonna give out the best the best and worst and mostly the best. We're not gonna have too many bad awards. It uh, we've already shit talked people enough. Yeah, we do it a lot, so it's fine if we don't. Have, we can highlight the best, not the worst. Uh, before we get there, though, we have comic books that came out much more recently to talk about. You excited, Eric? I'm always excited. Cool. It is time for our first segment. It is time for Floppy's Fortnightly. Flobby's for Nightly is where Eric and I review a selection of the past couple weeks' books. Tell you to buy or do not buy them. There is a mush meter involved. It goes from 1 to 5, if we're feeling mushy. Um, our first book, Aquaman 43. A uh, new creative team. Uh, written by mm-hmm. written Kelly, writer Kelly Sudikonic. Pencils, Robson Rocha, Rocha? Rocha? One of those. Inks, Daniel Henriquez. Colors, Sonny Cho. Letters, Clayton Cowles. So... Uh, there's a new Aquaman movie that's out now. Hadn't heard of it. No, really? Haven't, haven't uh, seen people teasing it for 60 years now. You know that Jason Momoa, he's in it. Oh, that guy? Yeah. I did not I did not know that he was in this movie. He's in that movie. So they have, but then they have a new creative team. I don't, I, I generally do laud DC for keeping their t- titles you know, in sequential order for the most part. But I do think this is a, a example where you probably would want to start over with a new number one. But mm. this is, uh, uh, you know, Kelly Sue coming back. He hasn't, I mean, writing Bitch Planet 
if that how long often does bitch plan actually come out now maybe like not very two, much two yeah. issues a year at this point um mm-hmm. that's a it's a recognizable name uh her first work for dc and i don't think ever but in a long time yeah does this move the needle for you does this make you interested in aquaman <sighs> I think that it's just a little bit better than fine. You know, it's a, it's a good story. It's palatable to read it. Um, I don't know, marooned on an Island and lost your memory. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we've seen that story a bunch. Do I care a whole bunch about Aquaman? Like going through that? I, I don't know. Um, there's interesting things about it. Seeing him kind of, be human and interact with these people it feels you know good that way but i i i don't know i i am intrigued but i just kind of raise an eyebrow at that it just seems like a strange direction to head into i really like how it looks oh yeah looks beautiful i think every part of this is really polished mm-hmm Oh, it's, it does it's, it's never, I wouldn't, like, I think that the thing you say, that is its biggest fault, is that you're like, oh, it's a guy on an island and he's lost his memory. And you're like, okay. And he doesn't know that he's Aquaman and the people here, like, I don't know. At one point, at a certain point, you're like, it doesn't really mean much about Aquaman in this because frankly I, I am more interested in this island this weird island where people are like brought to and this you know that they have the, the villain is like this outcast lady who seems like she's going to have hopefully some nuance to grieve nuance to her the fact that you know she is a, there's a certain degree of empathy for her because she she was you know left she's exiled from this little community um, I, I think, I don't think I disagree with you, but I do think that I am very curious about where this goes, mm-hmm. what I, you know, what Kelly Sue has in mind for this, for the character where Aquaman is going to go from here. Well, I think that any curiosity that I have about that, mm-hmm. I get from her name being on the front of the book right, and not from the contents of this book. I think my curiosity is not really about Aquaman necessarily, but kind of the shape of everything around Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Like I'm curious about this island. I'm curious curious about this 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 villain. I'm curious about this villain's daughter. I'm curious about the the shape of this the, the you know the sea being right. like a character. Uh, that's all interesting. I don't know how much leeway Kelly Sue has to do with this character. Like, is this going to be any degree of reckoning or is this just like he got lost along the way somewhere and then it goes back to what does the stories they were telling prior to this which were i i would never I, whatever what we read of them what i saw of them they didn't seem bad they just felt like well done well well competent stories about a character i just don't care that much about mm-hmm. and nothing they weren't transcended enough to change my mind and i think on this strength of the art and my faith in kelly sue i think i would give this book a chance and probably through the first arc and see 
what it does and if it challenges any 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 i don't know thoughts i have about aquaman <laughs> any interest i have about aquaman and that you know i want to see i'm curious in that way i want to see what is going to happen i want to see i want to see if this is the book that makes me care about aquaman i'm a buy mm. i think i'm a straight up a buy i have no particular reason to say do not buy this because i do think that on the strength of uh just kelly sue's name on and this is I don't know. Frankly, I think I, I am not always a huge fan of uh, Kelly Sue's books, and I think that this is I'm I'm enjoying this a lot in terms of like the actual I don't know words on the page and the feel of reading the book. I think it's good, and I think that I don't know. I'm interested enough, but it just it just seems like an odd decision. And I guess you can't, everything can't be transcendent. It's probably fine that it's pinned on that trope. So I'm just going to shrug it off and say it's a book that's worth looking into and it's worth buying. Um, so I am at least to some degree interested in the next issues, probably more so than I am in this one, if that makes sense. So is that a, does that mean is that a buy Eric or is that a mushy buy? No, it's not a mushy buy. Oh, it's just a regular buy. Yeah. Okay. That's a double buy. Alchemy number forty three. Next up, Freedom Fighters number one, written by Robert Benditi, pencils Eddie Barrows, inks Eber Ferreira, colors Adriano Lucas, letters Darren Bennett. Welcome to Earth X, where Nazi Germany's metahuman war machine conquered the planet. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. um, this book, I think, affected me more than I expected it to, mainly because of how graphic it is. It does. Um, it's got some gruesome stuff in it, surprisingly so. Yeah, like people burning to death and mm -hmm. people's heads gone. Mm hmm. And those plastic men are they did they are very horrific. I'll all credit to Eddie Barrows because those things look terrifying. They tap into something that like the my feeling when I watched Return to Oz for the first time. <laughs> this uh, you're saying they look like scary Muppets. Kinda, yeah, a little bit. I think I I see that. Um, I, I think my only concern, I, I, I like, I, I was not expecting to say this. I like this comic. Yeah. Um, cause I, I saw the, the title and I saw, I saw the resistance is here written mm -hmm. on top of it. And I went, Oh, mm -hmm. what is this? Is this another one of, is the, uh, like that, that avengers book that came out a while ago with hawkeye in it uh what was it called it was resist res it was again this it was the same like resist we are the resistance and you're like Ugh. yeah okay sure um i'm interested in this mm -hmm. I i'm also a little hesitant in that i, I mean it does does not shy away from 
kind of showing awful things on page, but I'm hesitant to how successfully you'll be able to navigate the the theme of this and like not be it's it's i it's a delicate thing like not be heavy-handed but also not be toothless it has to be in the middle there and it's not easy to do well i think that i don't know this is a a book with literal like hitler heiling nazi Mm -hmm. super villains in it uh so i think I think just by its nature, it's going to definitely veer into heavy-handedness. But, like, I don't know. There, There is something nice about the simplicity of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Good old-fashioned Nazi punching. Right. Um, I don't know. It, it is... It's, it's weird and interesting. Mm-hmm. I... At least for me, I came off of it thinking, okay, well, that was a pretty good comic. Right. I mean, I um, I think it it does a lot in one issue. It establishes yeah, it a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it starts off at the Texas School Book Depository, where I literally was like three weeks ago. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. literally standing where these people were standing, so it was a little strange in that way. But could have gotten blown up if you were uh, in another dimension. I know, if only if it was Dimension X and not just a museum mm-hmm. uh, for uh, assassination. Um, I, I think it, it, it looks, it looks good. I think it's written yeah. well. I think it's yeah. paced well. I think it's yeah. a good, uh, it, it feels worth it. You know, it feels like there's value, which is a thing I think I'm becoming more and more sensitive to in single issues. Um, I'm a buy. I thought you were, I was expecting there to be some hesitation there. God, Jesse Owens is in this. How it, weird is that? It is. That's, he is in this. Yeah, I'm assuming so, uh, that's I'm assuming that's like his grandson or something. But it's one of uh, later on. Yeah, I assume, I don't know. That's what I assume. But we'll see. It's wild shit. Mm-hmm. Why are they called ratsies? They say it they a lot. They can't say nat. They can't say Nazis. I don't know. They say it a lot, and it, that's the one thing that stood out to me. It felt a little awkward. It's like, do they not want to use the word Nazi too many times, or mm-hmm. at all? Really. Um, or I mean, maybe it, I, maybe this actually is. I don't really know anything about the Earth X world, but maybe that is just what they were called in that. Maybe I that don't was know. someone else's decision a long time ago. Yeah, and they just went, "Well, we we'll just go along with it." Yeah, instead of trying to just change it to make it right, normal-ish. Are you you are straight up a buy, Eric? I do think I like this <laughs> that's so it. yeah I, I think so okay i was you're I like the way your 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 cadence was mm, i i think i feel like we've been burned too many times but this is a this is a book that is worth reading right it's the anti-secret empire yeah it is it's just like yeah these are it's actually like, these are nazis we're gonna try and kill them all <laughs> mm-hmm, they ain't good no they're bad um, that's the double Y freedom fighters number one. Next up is Superior Spider-Man number one, written by Christos Gage, pencils Mike Hawthorne, Vade Bon, Gerardo Badger, and inks Jordi Belair doing colors, Clayton Cowles letters. So that that there Otto Octavius, who once was a Spiderman, he died, but now he's back in a new young uh body that's kind of half 
Peter Parker-ish, and he's in San Francisco, being another with, spider- with being, Stilt Man, being with Stilt Man, being a Spiderman again. Mm-hmm. How's it all? How we, we've been, we've been fairly critical about the Superior Spider-Man, the previous Superior Spider-Man run. We're gonna get our chance to criticize the crap out of it soon. Yeah, soon. Um, where do where where do you stand with this one, Eric? It feels a lot better with him coming back to the role of superior Spider-Man while there's a real Peter Parker. Right. I feel like I don't mind going in a weird direction if it's not the only Spider-Man. There's an alter- it's, he's the, he's an alternative if you don't yeah. if you don't want to read regular Amazing Spider-Man, you can read this. Or if yeah, you don't this like this, the- you can go go read a regular Spider-Man. Or Miles yeah. Morales, Spider-Man, for that matter, which is my personal choice among, I think, among the Spider-Mans that are av- available as of now. You're gonna, you're gonna really like the Spider-Man movie. I, we're gonna talk about we're it. We're gonna talk about it. I, I so, I, I think this is good. Yeah, I think this is good. I don't know what it is about having Terax show up. I, that's just uh, it he's is he just he's just a different jobber he's a different class of jobber he is he's a kind of interdimensional jobber yeah he's the he's the like fantastic for like g- g- like galactic level jobber right i think i think that's kind of where he's at um but i he is he's a nice comforting kind mm-hmm. of villain i like I like that. I like the interpersonal stuff they're setting up in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I like that he's in San Francisco. Good. There's space there. You're not going to be running into four Spidermans. You know, if Spider-Man, if Peter Parker shows up, it's going to be like, hey, I heard you're like going around doing stuff over here. You're like brutalizing criminals. Maybe you should stop that using my name. But that's like an issue 12 thing. Or thirteen or fourteen, you know. Later on down the road, maybe they'll bring in Peter and say hi. But it gives this character, it gives you know Otto some room to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. To he has the these these like Z level villains that he's using as mercenaries. Some you know some that's just nice like bad rogues gallery feeling and there's you know i actually thought it was funny a couple times especially with the 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 dead guy villain (laughs) he's just a zombie yeah he was he was i i hope he's a recurring character he's very um venture brothers and i like that about it yeah uh there i i think that's the i don't know i i didn't get much humor out of the dance slot superior spider-man and mm-hmm. this, I feel like, has the cast surrounding him that can get a little humor in there, um, because Otto is not a very funny guy. He is a very, I am superior, blah, blah, mm-hmm. cal- calculating. I uh, think that we would, we enjoy laughing at him. Right. Which I think there's, there's potential for humor there. The yes. Character that's stuffy and full of himself. Um, it looks nice. It it segues, you know. I I like the colors a lot. I mean, Jordi Belair it, always does a great job. But 
she's a she's a talent establishes you know different sets the mood in different scenes and different uh sequences um the writing is good dialogue is is good and snappy which you want in the spider-man comic i'm gonna buy yeah i comics are good now what happened maybe i just picked better comics i need to cut that shit out (laughs) need to feel like you threw your money away at the end of the week that's a double buy spirit spider-man number one x up x-force number one Written by Ed Brisson, art Dylan Burnett, colors uh, Jesus Abratov, um, with the backup written by Ed Brisson, art Juanan Ramirez, colors Brian Reber, with letters by Corey Pettit. Which I do like that backup story. Boom Boom is always a good time. It was. I'm gonna not. I'm I'm gonna not take the bait on that one. <laughs> um. So. You, some X-Force in here, Eric. We oh, have yeah. our long history reading X-Force comics. I'm you didn't I'm I'm assuming you didn't come away mad, mad at this one. No, I'm not raging. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't make one of my favorite characters Pepe Le Pew. So <laughs> that's He's not even in it. He's not even in it, which is fine. Which I think I think it's good like I, I don't know. I feel like more often than not he's badly written. Uh Phantom X is. Yes, yeah, generally is it's been written well twice. And then yeah. every other time, bad. Um, Kid Cable is Kid Cable. This that's is, that's he's he's officially being called that. Kid, it's called out in here. Yeah, I, I really cannibals like he's he he's not cabled yet, right? We're not ready to move on, right? Mm-hmm. We still remember regular Cable. This this kid is not Cable yet. We're not sure Cable's dead, but maybe he's not dead. You know, I don't know. He can't just say it's comics. Yeah, he can't, but, but yeah. yeah. He's not Cable with a capital C Cable yet. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he needs kid in there. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Death Deathlock. I, li- yeah, I like good old Deathlock. I really like the art. Oh, God, yeah. No, it's it's awesome. I, uh, I had not heard of this artist, and it's fabulous. I've seen him somewhere. Fantastic. I've seen him somewhere. I just do not remember where it was. I've seen that name before, and I liked it then. Um, but it's really good. I might. I think my only I, this comic is not smart. Doesn't. Um, I would say, like I, I'm not it's saying like a little bit beyond a Michael Bay movie, right? You know, it's like. But that's fine. Like, I think no. it's a perfectly good and serviceable <laughs> story and comic. I, I, hell, I like it a lot. No, I, I like it. I'm just, it is, you know, when you get the name X-Force, what are you getting? You know, there's been a lot of variance in what mm. that name means. Like, for a while there, it was super dark and extremely gory and heavy stuff happening this is more like an action movie it is yeah there's violence and death and stuff but you don't you can't don't think about it too much yeah they're all the it's just a bunch of nameless henchmen getting killed like you mentioned venture brothers prior this also it reminds you of like that kind of you know they are really leaning into the death lock having the serial killer being like as the comic relief to a certain extent and warpath literally just stabbing people with big knives over and over again 
Um, Shatterstar doing the same thing. Uh, but, and, like, the villain is, like, a European dude with a big facial burn scar. Mm-hmm. Very James Bond. Um, but I think it, it it knows what it is. I think it knows what kind of comic it is. And it's not ashamed of it. Um, I don't know. I'm a buy. I I like this. It's 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 a very narrow scope in in an X Men book, and that's considering how many X Men books there are now. And I'm fine with a book that's just like, hey, it's just this right now. It's just like these five people and backup stories with Boom Boom, like finding like for trying to figure stuff out because she slept through her alarms. <laughs> Um, bye. I'm a bye. Shit. There's been a lot of bad stuff in the X-Men world lately, so this is just I'm I'm very pleased to read it. I I I I have no criticisms. It's just all pure fun and pure joy. Right. So I'm I'm into it. I'm I'm all on board. All in. Uh double buy yeah. X Force number one, lastly, is Livewire number one, written by Vida Ayala Art. Raul Allen and Patricia Martin, Martin, letters Saida Temofante. Um, so we, this is sort of continuing that Secret Weapons book that we read. Mm-hmm. Um, these characters are back trying to reform the team after Livewire herself has caused some problems. There's been some casualties. Uh, what do you think, Eric? I feel like if you hadn't read that other stuff, mm-hmm. no one would really be too hooked by this. Um, as it stands, I don't really have a huge problem with it, but like I wasn't, I don't remember being super drawn in to the original book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was as soon as this opened, I was like, this looks like this character in this. And, you know, after a couple of pages, I'm like, okay, this is, this is just these characters again. I I wasn't wild about it then. It was fine. It was characters with weird powers, which we don't really focus on in this issue. I think that that I was kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I go ahead. I was gonna say I I like secret weapons uh, plenty. I, I, I it was think, it was definitely not terrible. I think it was one of the few books from Valiant that I've really that I've liked enough to keep reading. That is a true statement because it it it, it at least seemed to have some degree of point of view and it, it, all of these things. And I I don't know that's that book felt much smaller than this book and. F- felt more about character Mm -hmm. and this feels like it's getting away from character and i feel like i like zero weapons because it was more of an ensemble because it was focusing on all these different characters and their weird powers and the weird like they're suddenly being hunted and like the mystery the essential mystery of it of like why are these characters being targeted that was in 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 compelling to me that's what one of the reasons i kept reading like i like that central mystery of the book this this one is ab- abandoned that to a certain extent because it's like oh now Livewire is a fugitive because she I guessing turned off power for a lot of things all at once um, because there was I'm I believe that this is me just 
from what I remember, uh, is there was an event or events in the Valiant universe where things happened, um, which is something that, that's constantly happening with Valiant. Um, I'm sure people who read Valiant consistently love it, but it just makes me confused about what happened in between the books, between the characters that I actually liked. Um, but this is a lot of not much happening. Yep. And yep. I like Sierra Robbins also because things happened. It was a, like a relatively dense book. It it had a lot of character in it, had a lot of story in it, and made things meaningful. This is a lot of standing around talking a lot about things. 100%. And then ha- has two different secret meetings. Uh, neither of which all that ma- all that happens in the end is that the library is unconscious by the end and probably in being captured by people in Kevlar. Like, okay. I just, I, why? And you're talking a lot about casualties and like, it has that kind of skin of like meaningful discussion about war and fighting for causes and stuff. And I'm like, but why are we, why does this person care? Like, they they get to one bit where um, the one dude is like, yeah, I lost my cousin when you blew out the lights. Like, or they, or they got in an accident. They were hurt because of you. Do you not even think about that? And instead of, like, just, like, saying having a statement at some point of anyone making a – like, he would at that point say, I'm not doing this goodbye they instead of just like, let's kick the can down the road. Nothing really happens. We can't, we don't want to move the story forward too much. Let's have another secret meeting. And then she gets beat. Then there's like a five page fight sequence where eventually she loses. Like you could do that all in a single page. If she's going to lose, you could show up, have her get jabbed in the neck. She passes out. Like I, nothing is said in that scene that matters. Like the whole, I think the book looks nice. I, I still like, I like the look of it. Um, more than most other value books I've read, honestly. But I, I don't think like it's necessarily like bad writing, but it des- definitely feels like bad plotting. Like I want more to happen. That's like what I'm talking about. Like uh, freedom fighters having like really efficient storytelling. This doesn't. It is very inefficient, and it's a bunch of um, spinning wheels. There's not much happening. So. Why do I? I could go read issue two, and I've lost. I've gained nothing. I don't need mm-hmm. to read this. I could go pick up Livewire two and ostensibly get what I want from this issue, which is something to like to advance the story. Aside from a single like, n- the team isn't back together. We don't. We haven't learned a lot of character any of any of this. We didn't already know, and she's captured. Well, why didn't we just start with her being captured? Or the very first page is. Like I, I don't know. I'm a do not buy. This is the, it's not necessary. I think that's probably the best possible way to describe it. I just happen to feel kind of the same way about the original book. Not bad, but you know, no thanks. I mean, I that book is not bad. I would call this boring. I don't think I don't think either one is bad, but this is certain. Like this, you have certainly characterized it pretty perfectly that it is 100% dispensable. So, double do not buy live wire number one. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in is the par show 
Eric and I talk about what we've been up to the past couple of weeks, things we've seen, played, read, done, whatever. How was uh, how was Christmas, Eric? It was fine. Did you go see you your know, family? I did. I've been traveling an awful lot, hustling around on the old job hunt. Mm-hmm. I'm a little little bit tuckered out from it, and I've been all over the state of Florida. I've been in Atlanta. I've been in North Carolina for Christmas, and I just want to nap for a while. I understand that. Yeah, it's uh, it's tiring. I drove thirty five hours. That's ridiculous, bro. You shouldn't have done it. But we've we've already talked about it. <laughs> you know my feelings on driving more than one day. I mean, it was split up in two, so it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. It sounds sounds pretty bad to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you saw, but more importantly, you saw Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> It is a very good movie. Is it? Is all the hype correct? Uh, yes. Okay. I. It is my favorite Marvel movie. I feel pretty confident about saying that. I mean, this last Avengers movie was very good. Thor Ragnarok is very good. I love this movie. It is amazing. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, I. It's just like technically and artistically like every frame of it is a work of art the story is very well written it's it's just, i don't it's it's fun it's enjoyable to watch you know the characters are just very well done it's just it's just lovely it just feels so good to watch it's a pretty simple story when all said and done but the the stuff that it does with the characters is really quite good. It's um, a thoroughly excellent movie. Um, I don't even know how I could review it beyond that because it's kind of hard to. It's kind of hard to. I, I'm just gonna sit here and just say it's good. It's good. It's good. But you, the 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 bottom line is if you haven't seen it and you have read and enjoyed a comic book in the recent any amount of time you should watch it if you've watched and enjoyed any single mcu movie you should watch it i think it's really strange because i i wanted to see it uh with my brother and sister-in-law and they had not heard of it and a lot of people had not heard of it so it's kind of been under promoted uh and it seems like it's only people it's only comic book people that knew about it from word of mouth. Even the advertising was, there wasn't a lot of it. Yeah, I saw, I, I mean, I've seen like everyone on Twitter, everyone yes. I follow be like, yeah, I've seen it. It's the best movie yes. ever. It is, it is, it is definitely my favorite Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm, of, of, of all time. I'm going to At, see it. So you you need to. You absolutely need to. It it um it gets pretty much everything right. It's I just I was smiling like a freaking idiot through the whole film. Those are the best movies. It is a it is it is that movie. And uh I would recommend uh you've probably heard this already, but there is a scene uh after the credits. It is well worth staying for. Um, 
it it got me yelling in the theater. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I ooh, man. <laughs> okay. It it got me excited. This this film is great. And I really want to go see another one. I want to go see it again. It was fantastic. Just absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Anything else? You know, I started watching, um, I think it was that Nick Kroll. I think that's his name. Yes, Nick Kroll. It's uh, his Netflix series called Big Mouth. It's been out for a long time. I think season two is somewhat newer. Yeah. I have been avoiding it because it is hideous looking. I know. That's the same reason I haven't yeah. been watching it. I've heard it's good. It, and then I'm like, it is, I can't. It is, <laughs> it is quite good. Um, it looks better animated than it does in the stills. The stills are just, just horrendous. But it it is, it is you know, voiced by a lot of your favorite comedians. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty funny. It's really harsh, um, but it is a really quite good, uh, quite good little show. Is it as harsh as Depression Horse? It is not quite as harsh as Depression Horse, but it's almost in the same category. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah. That's, hmm, I don't know if I want it's that. Not, it's not as bad, trust me. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's got its moments. It's got its moments. I've not quite finished season two. Okay. But I thought I would uh definitely mention it that if you've been if you've been putting off watching it and you need something, some new little bit of content. I don't struggle is, for uh, that. Worthwhile, huh? I don't struggle for finding having Oh, I, I understand have, that. I have so many things I need to watch. Uh, I'm going off of stuff that's free and on my Netflix. Well, I mean, even on that I don't there's so many things I just yeah. constantly behind. Constantly, I need to. So you're gonna tell me about some Mega Man's? I played Mega Man 11, the new Mega Man. Hey, hey, Eric, it's a new Mega Man. Do you, cool. Do you like Mega Man? I am fairly fond of Mega Man. It's a new Mega Man. It is. It departs from the formula a little bit. That's uh, interesting. Only a little. It still has a lot of Mega Man things in it. It is very hard. Still on normal difficulty. I will say that it is also it has multiple easier difficulties that I would I that I definitely went to when I didn't feel like right playing for a thousand hours against bashing my head against a wall. Um, but it, the regular difficulty is very difficult. Um, it still has you know all you fight the bosses and then you get their power and then you can use the power on the next boss etc cetera, etc. Cetera. That's still there. That formula is still there. Um, I think all the bosses are very good. They all the design is very good. All the level design is very good. I even like some of the writing for whatever that's worth. Uh, some of the 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 Doctor Wiley Doctor Light scenes that flash they do some flashbacks of them as young men. Um, what a funny thing to put in a Mega Man game. And I them having like they have very having very kind of uh. Richards and Doom kind of conversations or maybe even Professor X and Magneto kind of things going on. Very appropriate. Yeah. Um, But the gameplay obviously is the main draw. It is very hard, but there is two new additions to the game 
I mean, there it's kind of one big addition that is split in two, where basically you have two additional buttons on top of your normal stuff. You know, um, you have a slow time button and a power up your shot button. So your normal, your uh, the normal gun, whenever the normal shot, you hold the power up button, it does more damage. You hold the mega buster, bro. Mega, mega buster, whatever. I don't. I'm not a mega man like you are. I'm a normal uh, man. I don't know. Uh, okay. Oh, I'd, I'd feel cool if I could remember what the yellow guy is called. I think he's called the yellow devil, actually. I have no idea. Maybe um, maybe I am cool. I'm going to look. Oh, God. It is yellow devil. Okay, good. Congratulations. So, first congratulations of all. Congratulations on being cool. First of all, congratulations. Yeah. Um, So you can power up the, the regular Mega Buster, or you can slow time. And there is also upgrade system. Where you buy, you know, little modules, you know, they call them, that are added onto your character. And they do things like make it so that your gun is always charging, even without you holding the button. uh, Which is very nice. It feels weird at first. Because my tactic in Mega Man generally is to always be charging. But without having to hold the button, it's very very easy. Uh, You can, you know, you have... It it adds on to the slow time ability where like you are then moving at normal speed during the slow time ability versus you are also moving slow, but at least you have the time to react to things. Um, Rush is still your dog and he's still he still boosts you and he still, you know, is a, you know, hoverboard or whatever. Um, that's kind of it. There's you can also go to the store and buy extra lives and buy extra um, basically every consumable. You can buy them with the gears you get from enemy drops. You can also increase the rate of enemy drops. All that stuff. There's a lot of extra bells and things on top of the core gameplay. It feels pretty good. Um, it's a Mega Man game. I think if you like Mega Man, you'll like it. It I'm, is a very classic looking game. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it looks very nice. It does. It was fun. We played Money Puzzle Exchange, which is a great Neo Geo game. He showed it to me. He blamed you for it. It's a great game. It's a lot of it's fun. A, it's a it's a cute little game for it, sure. It is. Um, it's a good puzzle game. Mm-hmm. Other game I have to I want to quickly talk about is Time Warpers, which is in early access on Steam. Um, I have talked previously many eons ago at this point about a game called Time Clickers, which is a idle game, an incremental game, a clicker game. And this is the sequel to that. This is it. And it, it is really, it's a really weird thing because clickers games are generally, let's take the video game out of the game. Let's make a game that is like sheer numbers. There's very little gameplay. Like time clickers, you play it for like an hour and then the game plays itself. You don't do anything. You just click, but you're like, yeah, upgrade all my guns. Yeah, I make things go faster. I do more damage, but I don't do anything. The game does it all for me. It's kind of like that weird, just like the numbers go up. It feels that weird, very raw, like endorphins in your brain where you're like, yeah, reward centers over and over and over again. Because it's just more damage, more damage. This game is like, okay, we took, we made Time Clickers, which is a game where you take all the game out of it. What if we made a clicker and we put more game into it? 
because time warp time clickers is a first person shooter but you don't move you're just shooting cubes over and over and over again you're shooting cubes in time clickers time warpers it's a first person shooter but now you're running around you're moving through environments you're killing monsters with a very similar mechanics of i upgrade all my guns they do more damage i can still automate everything and it's also in a weird multiplayer environment where everyone is running through the same instance as you except they're they're we're all on the same treadmill in different spots but every time someone prestigious they come back around they start at one level one again and but they are probably more advanced than you and so if you are stuck on a level because you simply don't have the numbers to beat it yet they will roll through the level they will kill it very quickly and then you're rolling along with them. And this weird thing in this game is the, they, the fan, the, the community, has called them convoys. Because you're on like little hover, th- hover vehicles cruising along as you're just mindlessly shooting and killing everything. And as the combined might of all these players together are crushing through these waves of, of enemies... In this weird, like, Minecrafty, very voxel-looking world. I don't know. It's a very strange thing. But it is very, like a lot of clickers that I like, it is very gratifying just to see your numbers get bigger and you feel more powerful. It is completely transparent, but I don't care. <laughs> it just, it's just it's like some, like, fundamental joy. Like, I killed this thing a tenth of a second faster this time. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better at this game because I clicked the buy upgrade weapon buttons 10 times or whatever. If you like clickers, if you like time clickers, you should definitely check it out. Um, it's a weird, weird looking game. man. It, it is strange. There's also parts of the game where it wants you to play it, which is also strange for a clicker. It's like a, it's a, I'm really interested because it's not done. It's still they're still working on it, constantly releasing new updates. Um, I'm really curious what they what that thing turns into. Let's see. And like, I don't know. I'm interested. If you like clickers, check it out. It's not a genre I had ever really heard of. It's weird. Egg Egg Eggs Inc. Egg Inc. is the stuff. Still think the best idle game. On that's available on every mobile platform. I remember you playing the chicken game. Yeah, the chicken game. Still, I played that the longest. I, I eventually dropped off because. I think it's eventually everyone does, but it's a, that's the one I would suggest. If you've never played an item game before, try that one. I think that's my favorite one. Um, you ready to give out some awards, Eric? I'm ready to award someone. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, with that, we can move on to our final segment. A very special segment, Eric, because it is mm. time. It is time once again. For the sixth annual Handsome Boys Comics Hour Handy Awards, I don't. I don't. We don't need to do the. We don't. The, I think we need theme music for it. I don't. I don't have any. We need like clapping and yeah, I don't, I all don't, kinds of fanfare. You know, very ostentatious. Uh, every as the years <laughs> go on, I, I, I. Is that you've moved to Austin, so it's less ostentatious now? Uh, yes, exactly. You gotta keep Austin weird, don't don't you know? I guess so. You gotta so, do what you gotta do. So, yeah. 
Um, these are, this is for anyone who's never listened to any of these before. We are going to award our books to award, give handies, our, <laughs> our handy awards, to the best and some of the worst comics of the year. And this is these are our our comics, our books. We have not read everything. In fact, this year we've read less than we ever have in previous years, simply because we've we're, we've switched to every other week's schedule. Um, so we've read less than we have. So these are exclusively what we've read, what we like, what we think. It does not it does not represent the greater comics community or what is good or what is bad out there because there's a lot of tremendous comic books that I have simply not read. Because I don't have time or money for it. But they're out there. So don't... Th- if we say this is the best comic, it, there's... I, I'm aware there's other ones that we did include because we didn't read them. And I didn't want to award things to the thing I've never read. That makes sense. It does, but I don't think you need to apologize for liking what we've liked. I... I there are still people... when I, I don't know. I watch a lot of video game end-of-the-year mm-hmm. coverage... And mm-hmm. everyone's like, that wasn't the best game. I'm like, well, they're the, it's their best game. It's not like they're, we're not trying to be objective. This is not like, object- no. this is my favorite, my best thing. I don't want to say that there are less assholes uh, in comic book fandom than there are in uh, video game fandom. But I would say that people that listen and talk to us generally are not shitheads about it. Generally not. Um, yeah. We'll start off with our first award. It is Biggest Surprise. Uh, I, I only have three nominees here, because um, I think these are the three that stood out to me for good and ill. Um, Immortal Hulk, The Snagglepuss Chronicles, and Runaways. Um, for all three different reasons, I think. Um, Immortal Hulk, I think that first issue that we read it's not i i think i liked it a lot more than you did Mm -hmm. but i think it does a disservice about what that book is doing because it goes much much further in subsequent issues and i think that is the thing that surprises me about that book in that it is doing a lot more than what if the hulk was a horror monster which is what it seems at the surface mm-hmm. level, which is nice enough. Like that's a nice, that's enough of a something to start with. But it quickly goes past just like it's Frank. He's a Frankenstein's monster or whatever. It is way past that, and it's be. It, I don't know. It's really it's strange and out there in a way that you don't get a lot from a lot of mainstream superhero comics. Um. Snagglepuss Chronicles. It exists. Weird. It exists. Yeah, that's a, that's that's weird enough. I, if you had told me that at any point, yeah, they're gonna put out a, a Snaggle, you know, Snagglepuss, that cartoon character, they're gonna make him like a Tennessee Williams analog in fifties America and make it serious. I'm like, hmm, what? Ah. But they did it. That's a book. That's a comic book. Snagglepuss is in it. In theory. Yeah, in theory. It's A-U, Snagglepuss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and finally, Runaways. It, uh, Runaways is kind of a bad surprise. Although, maybe... 
maybe it got better. We're going to eventually read. We're going to dig into Runaways mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, but I do like, you know what I like in my comics, Eric? Uh, events, stuff I, happening. I like things happening. Mm-hmm. Not just like people like sitting around emoting. Well, if you like outfits, it's a good book for you. I mean, all comics have outfits? Well, not these pretty ones. I mean, I can look, if I just go, like, read Wicked Divine, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, Jamie McKelvey will supply me with all yeah. the outfits I want. Uh, I, I was hopeful for more Runaways. I mean, like, literally, I was hopeful that that book would be more. Like, mm. it would have things go, like, it it, it we soon we'll have two volumes out we'll probably read that then and further probably get frustrated with how little happens but we'll read it in 10 minutes yeah um it's just a thing that i wanted to include it somewhere because it is a thing i've noticed not just in that book there's it seems like there's a very select like cadre of yeah. comics that are like they've taken all the wrong lessons from Brian Michael Bendis and decompression, those trends of the 2000s, and have a double down on them. It doesn't even feel to me like it's we talk about this book. I don't think they're reading Bendis. I think that it comes, it, it doesn't feel like someone who is reading and writing a lot of comics because it doesn't feel like it's written to be a thing that comics do well. Right. To me, it seems like it's coming from outside. I mean, Rainbow Rowlison is a novelist. Novelist. So, but I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just so incredibly light. It's, it's just weird. It's yeah. so it's fluffy. It's very fluffy. And I don't, I, I, for me, it's Hulk. Hulk is the biggest surprise to me. It's my winner. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, it you, is, you clearly have, you've clearly have gone through more of it. Yes. I've read more than the one or two issues we read on the, in the, in the podcast. And, and uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I can't not agree with that, but uh, having read what I've read. Yes. Snagglepuss is for me mm-hmm. far and away the winner here. <laughs> um, I am just a little sad from runaways, not like gravely disappointed. The team that's on it and makes sense i just wish that it had been a little bit bolder kind of statement the the original runaways book was so important to me that i i can't right i don't no um the snagglepuss is just so bizarre really that whole line was just so bizarre but that one may have been the weirdest one i I don't know. I I applaud weird shit in comics. Yes, so, exactly. Bravo. Precisely. Some some handies out there for the for the Hulk and for Snagglepuss. Mm-hmm. But be careful, Snagglepuss. We're watching you. It's the fifties, so there's a lot of people. They're very sensitive. It's true. Our next Bunch award, of snowflakes. <laughs> oh God. Our next award, which is a new one, one I just felt. Felt like I was ans- I was asking this question a lot this year. <laughs> Not just about comics, but about life in general. Yeah, 2018 was a fucking bad year. And I was a lot... It's the Why Award. And it's more like, Why? Why? Award. Um, and the nominees. 
Wolverine's Hot Claws. Mm-hmm. Batman's Dinger. You love saying Dinger. I do. The the Bat Batman Cat Woman Wedding Fiasco, you could say. Goodness. Goodness. And finally, the the birth of the Batman who laughs. Uh, why? Why? Why does Wolverine have claws that are hot now? I mean, there was there was a uh there was preparation H, you know, the 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 Hulk Wolverine thing too. <laughs> so they're just going to do all kinds of dumb shit with uh with Wolverine. Wolverine is he's becoming the dumbass Batman character of, of Marvel. I don't think this is the first time that I've said that, you know, I went and especially, I don't know the fact that X 23 Wolverine book was very good. Mm. And I really enjoyed what we've read of it. And now this is the, 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 the America Tomaki book, correct? Or is this an older book? No, the Tom Taylor book. The Tom Taylor. Oh, well, okay. It was Wolverine with Laura as Wolverine. Yes. Now now there's the Mariko Tamaki X-23 book again because Wolverine is back with Hot Claws. And I don't... Hot Claws! I don't know why. I don't understand, like, why that? Why of all the things you could give to him, why do you give him that? Like, his claws are already made of adamantium. They cut through everything. What does Hot Claws give him that they didn't do before? Well, he, he can he can make uh, he can fucking barbecue when he wants. Like he just stabs say, meat. Make a make a really really nice sandwich. <sighs> you get nice grill marks. Okay, Eric, I'm gonna ask you a question. This is like the most existential question, I think. Is it about Batman's dick? It's about Batman's dinger. Why? Okay. So you Why? Have to say dinger. I said dinger. We're a fam- I, I'm a family. I, I know you have to. I have to. It's, it's on brand for you. It is now. <laughs> well why why in the first okay so batman damned is a comic book on the new black label of dc which is like the old marvel max label ostensibly where they can have cursing and more graphic violence and sexuality mm-hmm. and it is hey this is what this is so they, I I assume ed, an editor at some point looked at that comic book and saw that Batman's dinger was just hanging out there at one point in the in the middle of a book and said, okay, right on through. Sure, who cares? This is for the black label. It, it'll get some press, maybe. You know, we're seeing Bruce Wayne's dinger. And that happens, and it comes out, and everyone's like, oh my god, full frontal nudity, Batman! And then they censor it. They edit it out. So it's dark, and you can't see everything now. You don't see anything, really. And then, and now forever, in perpetuity, all future versions of the comic won't have it. Why in the first place? Why did it get erased after the fact? on the In a black label book? Why? Why everything? Why all the any of these choices? <laughs> it's confounding. Bat dicks are their own reason. 
Oh, they're they are an they <laughs> they are an end a means to their own end. Yeah, they're self justifying. Oh, okay, good, excellent. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, and they they make concise statements, so once they're done, they can just vanish forever. <laughs> that comic book is still coming out uh, without any further bat ding. I don't know why. Um, this is the this is the the other. There's a lot of Batman related things on in the in this award mm-hmm. this year. I don't know Batman's if Batman's fucking up. Apparently, I don't know. It's a lot of weird. This things. is an entirely Batman and Wolverine category. <laughs> it, it, is, it is. It is. <laughs> Even next year, we'll have a new. They'll be like it'll be Wolverine and one other character instead. Batman will have <laughs> cleaned himself up a little bit. Uh, this is more about it. Just a question of why did they what did they think was gonna happen because of the batman issue 50 it was building to this the wedding of batman and catwoman and then it nope fake out swerve psych i I don't know what i i don't know how that that how that this run is gonna end i think i said it at the time hey tom king i like you a lot most of your books are great, I'll even say. Most of your comic books I've read are great. I Some of my favorite of all time. But I'm not doing this anymore. We're not... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm done with this... I'm done with this comic book. I'm not reading any more of this Batman. I gave you a lot of chances. And then when you get to... 50 issues is a lot of issues. That's a good number in 2018 especially. Maybe it didn't mean as much in 1979 or 84 when Chris Claremont was on his, like, 600 X-Men issue. But in 2018, when certain comic books don't go more than 6 or 12 issues, 50 is a big number. And I'm, I don't – everyone hated it. No one thought it was good. Why? Mm-hmm. So why – if you advertise it, if you solicit the book as being – why would you release – and this isn't Tom King's fault – but why would DC advertise a gigantic wedding collection for pre-order, for solicitations, months in advance? I assume they knew that there wasn't going to be a wedding. Like, you could still have a fake out and not sell a giant collection predicated on it there being a wedding. Why? Why would you do that? Why? Because <laughs> clearly... Trolling comic fans, that's how you I guess that's how you do things. And uh save the best for last, Eric. Oh yeah. We this was the year of metal. The best for laughs. <laughs> this is the year of metal and Dark Knights Metal and the debut of the Batman Who Laughs. Uh so do you remember this comic book? It was called The Killing Joke, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about like how Batman and the Joker are like the same. They're linked forever, forever. Ooh. And what if the Batman killed the Joker and then he became the Joker? (sighs) This is making me depressed. (laughs) The Batman who laughs. Uh, Apparently very successful and popular character. Yeah, people fucking love him. I uh, don't. Yeah. I don't like, I don't love or like. 
the Batman who laughs, he exhausts me. His presence mm-hmm. exhausts me. I'm... I don't need to see our, a regular Joker fight a different Joker that was a Batman. Who is a Batman? I don't know. It's a little too much for me. Why so much? Why? Yeah, because people are... Scott Snyder, why? They're they're dumb. Why, they, Scott Snyder? They like d- things that are dumb and bad. I... <sighs> particularly when Batman's in the mix. I don't know. I don't know. It's just... I. He just keeps going. There's just more of him every... I guarantee you, even if he dies, there'll be more somewhere down the line. This is a character now that will exist forever. He'll be the Batman who laughs who dies. Batman who laughs his way all the way to the bank. That's a future. That's a future headline on uh, on some comic book website when they release sales I'm sure figures. It'll be very clever. <laughs> so, Eric, what's your winner for that shit? Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you, I'm the I'm the most wow. It is tough to pick between Wedding Fake Out and Batman Who Laughs. I think Wedding Fake Out actually frustrated me the most. As much as I loathe the Batman Who Laughs, I think, like, it has really, it has damaged Tom King's reputation with me. I'm, I am forever frustrated by that. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Mm. Large, I mean, all of them are bewildering to certain degrees, but... Yeah, I think I understand. Like Hawk Claws is just a dumb. They've added abilities to many X Men over the years. Um, I don't know if any of them are particularly as dumb as Hawk Claws, but there's there's other ones. Um, I can the, the Batman Who Laughs is obviously very popular. I don't. That's more of just us. Um, the 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 Dong Show with Batman in Damned. I can put that up as editorial communication problems. I'm guessing. Was someone didn't take a close enough look at the page before it went out, probably, or that they did, didn't get passed up far enough up the chain to Dan DiDio, where he went, "What the hell are we?" I don't know why Dan DiDio sounded like it was a Southern accent, but <laughs> mm. but the wedding fake out is like Tom King. I I can understand wanting to make it a part of the story, but everything else around it, you did not properly establish expectations about going on or not, like i feel like all the marketing led all of us to believe it was gonna happen and then they would be uh that would be the comic and you're like okay that sounds like something i want to read and then maybe in issue 100 there will be an actual wedding i don't care anymore because you ruined it the first time mm-hmm. and and literally literally in the recent fantastic four comic they literally advertised it Ben and marrying Alicia and they're like no fake outs this is the real thing we don't lie like Marvel's literally like we don't lie to you don't worry they're gonna get married I'm like yep that's you, DC that's what they've done you've earned that yep so one terrible handy to Batman and to- a really frustrating handy yeah our Next category, best new series. This is the a new book from this that's been started this year. Um, uh, nominees. I still know how to say this. Isola, Isola, one of the two. Crowded, Murder Falcon, Deathbed, 
and die, which is all on. That's totally me. I'm the one who put die in there. I know Eric doesn't care, but I, yeah. I, I, it's, I, it's I, your favorite. I, I like die a lot. Um, it's your shit. It is. Uh, Isola, absolutely beautiful book. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely establishes the kind of a full realized world. Um, crowded. Very fun book. Very like sexy book almost. It's very like charming. Mm. Um, Murder Falcon. It's Daniel Warren Johnson drawn like a heavy metal comic. I mean, literally heavy metal. Like it's about metal and guitars and murder falcons and killing kaiju. Like, sign me up. Hell yeah. Stop digging. Struck oil. Um, Deathbed was a really fun crazy book that just kind of like landed i don't know how much like press it got but it's certainly on a lot of year-end lists and i we i think we both liked it a lot and yeah, die, good. die is that that's all i was written for robbing die was written for me <laughs> karen gillen hand delivered it to me uh i'm and i'm very i'm very excited about where that book is going um what do you say eric what do you got Oh, for me? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can only say that um, Crowded is one of my one of my favorite books of this year. Um, I think it's a great series. I love – I think it's the best thing by, by Sabella uh, so far. And I just – I'm just so happy every time we're reading a new issue of it. It really is tremendous and fun. The characters just – just jump off the page for me. It's, I mean, and this is over, this is over Daniel Warren Johnson, whom I would fucking die for. This book is great all around. So it is, I think going to be, it, it's gonna, it's a book that you can read forever. It's great. So, yeah, I'm very torn. This is a hard list to pick from. Dies only had a single issue come out. <laughs> and I think it's still my answer. Watch every other issue be terrible. I'm fine. If I get as much joy out of every other issue as I got out of the first one, I'm kind of okay with that, honestly. But I don't suspect that. I suspect that it will be a, a thing that I will continue to really, really like. And I'm just, I am super amped. It's, I've been, it's kind of, I'm amped. I'm, it makes me excited. That's what I really go for a lot of the time, but I don't know what to pick. Like, what makes me excited? And Die makes me excited. Like, I am really, I am excited to read more of that comic. But all those books are really good. And we will probably be reading some of them in book club in the near future. Um, next up, Eric. This is the last of our bad categories. And this is the how the fuck did this win an Eisner award? And there is only one nominee in this category, and it is monstrous. I think specifically winning the the the, the best, best writing. writing, right? Because the art is, a, I will, I the art is very beautiful, insanely beautiful. It is very, very, very well done. But it won for best writing. And it is very poorly written. Embarrassingly so. I, are people like, what? 
I is this I feel like it's when like usually I can understand when things are lauded even if I don't like them. I understand mm-hmm. why. Usually I can go, "Okay, I know why they people like this even if I don't." I I honestly do not understand how anyone can think this book is well written. It's a mess. It's it's a colossal mess. I did I it's unfathomable. Mm. How? It's pretty stunning. I think I would be I, I would be just as confused if someone tried to put like that ghost in the shell man machine interface on a best year list, best of the, you know, end of the year list when it was released because I think it is similarly just a huge hash just written with no idea of how a story should be shaped or how characters should act. It just, none of it made sense. It really did. It, it felt like someone getting high and just, just explaining a story to you. I I like, I can still like, it, it, like there are no distinct character voices. The plotting is sloppy. There is no, there's no, ever any kind of pacing everything just kind of all happens there is never any reason i never know why i'm following any specific scene i never know why in any point like why am i following this character now why are we seeing this here i don't know why it there's no it's never evident why anything is happening or why i should care about these characters i've never like What's special about any of them? Like we are told how important everything is and how important these characters are. I am never once shown any of this. I am just literally just someone re- like you said telling me everything. Hey, this character over mm-hmm. here, they are they're special. Hey, this character is also three different things, and it changes depending on what we need at the moment. Um, there's a lot of stuff happening. I don't know why it's important, and I guess I'm not going to tell you. I, it's, I, how? And it, it's not. I've seen like you when you uh posted on Facebook about it after that episode, and it seemed like there was a fair share of people who really like it, and I don't understand. I feel crazy. I feel like I'm a crazy yeah. person when I'm like, this is terrible. They're like, no, it's not. It's great. I'm like, it's great. How? Mm-hmm. How is it great? <laughs> Most of the people that that think that it's great read the first trade and 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 didn't really read it. I think. I think a lot of people just don't read things and aren't accustomed to reading things and are just just think that they should be confused whenever they're reading something. No, you should understand. Yeah, that's a very important something. thing, is comprehension. If you have yeah. to work for it, it's not... Especially in a comic book. If you have to work for the story, and you're never repaid for it, that's bad. That means it's bad. I don't... Yeah. Maybe it's just the the art is so good, it tricked people. Like, that's all I can imagine, is like, hey, this looks so beautiful. It's very pretty it's good i'm like and it made it writing good i'm like eh, the writing's still bad it can just forever go down in history it's a uh it's a book where the art was so good it won for best writing <laughs> i think uh i think fraction has one of those also for hawkeye 
David Aha got him a nice point. Although Fraction is a much that that book is still much better written. Yes, than, I think that the the I don't I don't know anything about Marjorie Lou. I, I I would hope that her other writing I, is not like this. And if it is, I don't know. I'm th- that's the thing. It actually made me more curious. I'm like, I need to read something else because I'm I don't I need to know is what is that what what's going on. I yeah. I need to know. Um, well, congratulations, monstrous! You you got the the how you got the award. Good job, golf clap. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, is our nerd boy book club book of the year, which is these are the these are the the nominees are all selected from books we read for our book club throughout this year. So some of them are new. Some of them are less new, and some of them are uh, decades old. Um, we have Miss Marvel. We have Mr. Miracle. We have Calvin and Hobbes. We have The Mighty Thor. We have Black Bolt, most recent Black Bolt, and Gwenpool, the Unbelievable. A Murder's Row. Some terrific comic books we read this year. We, we did. We read some good shit. Miss um, Marvel fresh on our minds and fresh with the announcement from G Willow Wilson that she's leaving the book. Uh, are you reading it all? Just kind of, I, we went on for great length of t- talking about how good that book is mm-hmm. and how, how exemplary a example of superhero comics it is. You know, it is the, the model of a almost pitch perfect superhero comic book. Spectacular. Um, Mr. Miracle. It's like the, it's like the reflection, the, 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 the bright reflection of that, the bad Batman, the bad Batman Catwoman wedding. It is like (laughs) at the same time, this is coming out and it's striking and half insane and brilliant and, and, dangerous in a way it's it's it, it's there's nothing else like it and it's like it's a it, it is a from a mainstream superhero company you know it is and it's dealing with death and suicide and depression and all and war and murder it's, it's the darkest heaviest thing but it's also very hopeful and, and heartwarming at times um, Calvin and Hobbes. Hey, Eric, have you ever heard about Calvin and Hobbes? Never, 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 never read those books. Never. They weren't foundational for you, ever. Oh yeah, those. Yeah. Oh, those. Okay. Yeah, those ones. We we read. Cal- 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 hey guys, Calvin Hobbes, pretty good. It's a pretty book, pretty good comic. I don't know if you even know that, but it's pretty good. Earned its reputation. I think it's actually better with age. I think I, you can appreciate it more now than you did then. Not just because we're older and wiser, maybe. And handsomer. Mm, I'm not handsomer. You're beautiful. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Um, the Mighty Thor. Jason Aaron continuing his tremendous Thor run in a book that is actually very, like, like, hey, he does 
you know, Thor God Thunder does the God Butcher, you know, arcs and that that book and then tra- transitions from that to this book using a same cast of characters with a new Thor with a new central new main character and somehow I don't know communi- communicates a different beautiful story all all while establishing like another like when people are saying this is as good a Thor run as Walt Simonson that is that that's something that's that's substantive and it's it's fantastic um Black Bolt, Solid on Dead, announcing himself as a great comic book writer, basically. And now he's seems like a foundational member of the Marvel writing team because he is he is doing he did the Quicksilver book and now he's doing he did the Exiles Exiles book and now he's doing he's uh, Miles Morales and he's also picking up Miss Marvel. Kind of crazy. This was this year, basically. Yeah. God Almighty, Black Bolt came finished this year. Uh, and finally, Gwenpool the Unbelievable, kind of, I think, the dark horse of this group, which is the book, when it was announced, I expected almost nothing from. Mm-hmm. And then it became, like, a terrific story that I don't, like, I don't know if anyone expected it to go five volumes, even. And now she's, like, Gwenpool is, like, an established character in the Marvel Universe. Like, this, this joke, it's, she was a joke character. And then... Christopher Hastings and Guri Hero, they worked together and made this character meaningful and special. Like a true like a true representative of like heroism and kind of wholesome like a good person, a good hero. It like that indulged that like didn't indulge in like cheap fourth wall breaking, which is what I mostly expected after the, the thing was announced. And I think every step along the way we were surprised by it. I don't know what to pick, Eric. No. I know what my heart's telling me. What is your heart telling you? It's my my darling Kamala. Your darling Kamala? Is that my your darling is, Kamala? Is Miss Marvel oh, your is Mar- Miss Marvel it, your choice? It it's hard. I can't leave her out in the cold. <laughs> All of these books are fucking tens, like perfect, great books. Mm-hmm. Like I think that really any one of them is people should read every single one of these without fail they're all amazing Mm -hmm. but i know my own sentimental favorite is miss marvel which i think is as perfect as a comic book can be given certainly the circumstances that it came out right the things beyond its control it is amazing, and it has forever cemented G. Willow Wilson as, like, a fucking once-in-a-century talent to me. I think she's amazing. Ace of the Universe? Yeah, she's, uh, she's the, the, was the ace of Marvel. I don't know what she is now. Is she going to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom? I would love to see that. She's going to beat Kenny Omega? I'm pretty jacked up about about Wrestle Kingdom. Don't get me started. Um, are you going to stay up? I want to. Yes, I, that that card has got me not wanting to sleep. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to stay up and watch. Uh, hey, hey, I'm I'm into it. Um, I'm 
I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go, like, yeah, what you said, everything stands. They're all tens. They're all great. I would suggest, I would suggest anyone listening who hasn't read any of them, read all of them. Go pick them up. Yes. Go read every single thing. They're all great for for different reasons in a lot of ways. Um, I'm kind of actually surprised that we have so much superhero stuff on this because usually mm-hmm. it's like half. It's like half superhero stuff and half indie stuff, half you know weird stuff. We basically have just um, Calvin and Hobbes is like the lone representative of non superhero books. And Calvin and Hobbes like I don't need to say that it's meaningful for you know thousands of people and bill waterson's like a genius but that stands um but i think i'm gonna pick mr miracle as mine i am really surprised by that because i think it's gonna be the one i'm gonna revisit the most i think i'm gonna end up like the vision you know like i've reread the vision many times and I'm probably and I don't think I got everything from Mr. Miracle in our read through. I think there's things I'm going to get more from it every time I read it. Um, and it has so much in it, so much, you know, that, that's a lot of time. That's what I'm looking for. And, in, in, you know, in the best of the best is can I revisit it and can it mean more to me the next time? Can I get more out of it? And I feel like that's what this book does. It is. It, every as soon as I finished, I'm like, I need to reread. I knew immediately I need to read this again. <laughs> like I, I knew it. Like I didn't get everything from it. I had a. I thought it was amazing, and thought it was really striking. And immediately I went, I'm gonna have to read this again. I need to. I can't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let it sit for a little bit, and then when I have a moment, I'm gonna read this again. And I know I'm gonna find more in it. And it's the kind of thing where I go, Tom King is, and Mr. Ads are, are going to be uh, like a duo that is talked about forever. Like those two guys working together just have magic. They just, they're, they're in some kind of synergy. They have a, a, a level of trust between the two of them and a, a, a way of working together that everything they touch is gold. And I'm excited for their whatever the thing they is they do next. I'm excited for it, and I'm gonna probably love it just as much as I love this. And it it was the thing that was very very striking. And I I don't want to dismiss any of the other books because they're all great. And I I I also like the fact that it is a very simple twelve issues, and it is the it is the it is the opposite of safe. You know, I think that's the the thing that I like the least about Tom King's Batman run is that a lot of it feels safe. It feels very like it's it feels very much like most of the Batman I've read. And it's not that it's bad. I think despite the fact that we just complained about the wedding thing for a while, I think most of it is 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 okay too good. But it feels safe. In this book, and Sheriff of Babylon, the Vision, even even the, uh, the Omega Men, which I think is the weakest of his like you know nine panel books, they all feel you know they don't feel safe. They feel like they're taking chances with this with narrative. They're feeling taking chances with his form, and the Batman book doesn't. It just feels like a Batman book. I mean, I don't know if that's just bowing to the demands of the market, like people reading Batman don't want nine panel weird ass comics, but. This is not safe. This is weird. And I that's 
it's taking those fourth world concepts and pushing them in a new and different direction. Some handies. Get, was that you get to see? I was going to say you get to see Dark Side eating baby carrots. You do that. That is true. That is the kind of weird book that it is. Dark Side is a fan of baby carrots. He is. Um, we got our two final categories, Eric. Um, first, best writer. Um, the nominees: Tom King, G. Willow Wilson, Al Ewing, Donnie Cates, Kieran Gillen. Um, Tom King, I just <laughs> espouse the virtues of Mister Miracle. Mm. Um, I I quite I like Heroes in Crisis quite a bit. Um, his Batman run is you know up and down, and a lot of down. Uh, but still, I don't. I if he wrote Mister Miracle and nothing else, I would still put him on this list. Right. So it's it's the that strength of that alone is enough for me. G Willow Wilson, I think after the debut of Miss Marvel, you know, years back, people have kind of forgotten about her because Miss Marvel has been so kind of steady, consistent. And I feel like that's a lot of things in comic books. It's very much like what's the new thing? What's the hotness? And you know, kind of the the books that have been running for a while sometimes get forgotten, but Yeah, I, nobody's talking about Saga. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's been a fair share of people talking about Saga just because of the, you know, they're taking a year off. But I think if it didn't do that, I think people would just yeah. be saying it's still good. And it is still good. Saga is still good. Saga is still out there. I, Brian, I did not include them because we haven't been reading, reading it no. as much or talking about it much this year. And that goes for a lot of books. Um, but G. Willow Wilson, I think because she announced, oh, I'm, I'm not writing Miss Marvel anymore after, you know, volume 10, after her run. I think it. we read the – we read – Miss Marvelous here, and I feel like it's as good as ever. It's not. It's not like it, like it has fallen off at any point. She still is just so so good at that character, and so smart about writing superheroes. Um, Al Ewing, I I'm putting him. In, he's he's always been very consistent with all his work, and I don't think it's, nothing has been a standout at the, to me. Like we've read Al Ewing books here and there issues and nothing and it's always been like this is fine this is fine but that hulk book i think is something special it's it and i think it is he's getting recognition for it and i think that's deserved i think it is i think it this is the book that's letting people realize that he's always been very good and now this is a book that has a very unique thing going versus just hey it's a good superhero comic which is what he's been doing for a long time but i think this hulk book I'm excited to see what you think about it, Eric. Once I'm we, looking forward to reading it. Once we read all your that. glowing reviews. I don't know if you like it. I don't. I, I'm still not sure if you I, like it, but I think well, it's. I, I'm gonna go into it with an open mind. An open mind, an open heart. That's right. I will open my heart right up. Um, It'll be gross and bloody. <laughs> Just like the Hulk, that Hulk book. Yeah, it is really gross at points. Nice. <laughs> really shockingly gross, honestly. Um. Donnie Cates, we're we're long time fans of Mr. Cates. Um I I I think that Death of the Humans book wasn't good, but everything else, he's he writes a lot of comic books. He puts out a lot of stuff. He's written he wrote a lot of Thanos books this year. He wrote Venom. He's still writing his two indie books. He is apparently working on a screenplay for God Country. So whenever that comes out, that'll be great. I'm excited just for a guy country movie. That'd be awesome. But he is suddenly 
Like in the span of a year, he went to like, hey, we really like these books. Not many people are paying attention. And then suddenly like, yeah, he's writing six books of Marvel and he's created a new character, Cosmic Ghost Rider, that's spun off into its own series. And it's suddenly like big splash. I wanted to kind of not necessarily. I really like his Venom. No, oh, yeah, it's very good. Um, and it's also going places, which I think is the other thing that I really wanted. Just like that Hulk book is going places, that Venom book is going places. It is not afraid to be crazy. Um, and I th- for that body of work, I think just his 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 name merits mentioning. Kieran Gillen is still a very very good comic book writer. Wicked and Divine is still still exists. Die has come out. Um, I really want to still we need still to read some of his Star Wars books. I uh, I support that as well. Um, but I that die like I said die has got me excited. I know you don't care, but so I don't. I know that's fine. That's fine. It's fine. You could you can you didn't nominate any nominate anyone that I hate. So um, I, I think I'd give it to G Willow Wilson. In this case, I'm very, I'm very surprised by that. I mean, I, th- I, I, I don't want to make it sound like it's a lifetime achievement award or something, but just right. rereading, like, hey, Miss Marvel's still coming out right now, um, but rereading all of it, it, I, it, I, j- you get the understanding of like what she's accomplished, and she also doesn't have like b- any blemishes. No, there's, there's nothing bad. There's no bad anything. Everything is like, you know, I I haven't loved everything written by those other people this year. But G. Willow Wilson, Miss Marvel is like a beacon. Uh, she is a flawless human being. Um, your your pick, Eric? It's 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 hard to walk away from Kamala here. Mm-hmm. It's um just just every time I picked up one of those books, it was a joy. I do want to say good things about Tom King, but mm-hmm. he did he did tremendously break my heart this year. And he's, I don't know, he's tried things that were just not very smart. And I think that, I think it's fair that it cost him something, even if it's our stupid award. <laughs> I don't think he needs to have death threats, but, um, you know, I think it would be, I think it would be G Willow Wilson for me as well. Just, she's just someone that I'm going to love what she's done, you know, this year and in years past for a long time. Right. I think it's a magnificent, a magnificent series and a great character and, I am eager to see what the next the next uh, stories are going to be. Right. Uh, and finally, Best Artist. Nominees, Mitch Gerards, Riley Rosmo, Daniel Warren Johnson, Carl Kershaw, Matthias Perjara, etc. Um, I've already talked about, again, I've talked about Mr. Miracle and Mitch Gerards' work on that book. It's terrific. Um that's did that Swamp Thing book come out this year too, or was that last year? Why the Mitch Gerads? Yeah, the the one Swamp the, Thing. That, I don't know. With that one single issue, I forget which year it was. I th- want to say that's this year, but I have no I have no sense of time anymore. It so, has been destroyed, uh, so I have no idea. Reality is falling apart. Either way, solely based on his work from Mister Miracle alone, that is like 
so, something special. Um, Riley Rosmo, um, the work on Deathbed. And I, there's a newer book, another book, Riley Rosmo, we just read, wasn't there? Relatively recently, and I can't recall which it was I either. Can't, I can't remember the name, but I feel like he is, is someone I've always appreciated, but I've gained a little more appreciation for him this year. Um, Daniel Warren Johnson. Hey, Extremity ended this year. Extremity ended this year, and then he pushed out Murder Falcon. And I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I read, I finished Extremity on a plane. Extremity was my favorite book of last year. And I finished Extremity on a plane this year, and I was weeping. I was crying on an airplane. Just in them, just randomly. Just reading this book made me cry. It just affected me so much. Um, and I, I don't, that does not happen to me very often. Um, even when I feel a lot from a book, I generally, it doesn't like, it doesn't make me like literally ball, which is what this book did to me. Um, I, I, Murder Falcon is also great. It's a totally different thing. Um, I, which I think is for the best, honestly, you know, I think that kind of variety is important. I feel like I couldn't deal with a book. That's another book. That's as heavy as extremity is. Uh, Murder Falcon is much, it's still, you can sense a little bit of kind of feeling in that book, though. You can sense a little of that, that, that character dealing with things, even if it's, you know, on the surface, is him like playing guitar and inspiring a f- giant falcon thing to murder monsters. Um, but I, I don't know if there's ever going to be a year where if Daniel Warren Johnson is making comic books, I'm not going to consider him the best artist <laughs> or F. At least in the running. So, hey, Daniel Warren Johnson. Um, Carl Kershaw. Isola is a goddamn beautiful book. And that team that, you know, I... Hey, uh, Gotham Academy was very pretty. But that Isola book is another level of, like, just simple, gorgeous, gorgeous art. Um, Matthias Bergara uh, is the artist for Coda which is also very good. And I think that I, I was looking around at names to include for this. And I was like that Coda book. And it's, it's like kind of that thing where you go in five years, you're going to go, this is the year when we started noticing Matthias Perjara. I feel like that's, that's, that that's what this year is. We're going to be like, that's the first time I saw that name and noticed it and remembered it. And in five no. years, five years from now, we'll go, Oh, right. Him. Not, not well, not me, but that's okay. Not you in five years. I, I, I knew who he was. You did? Yes. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, he's been around, but yes, because it was a big publishing credit. What you're saying is not wrong. So, you're so kind to me, Eric. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're. I agree in fundamentally with what you're saying. The sentiment. But, yeah. Um, finally, you said Rivik. Um, like Daniel Warren Johnson, I dig him so much. So I'm going to nominate him every year where he makes work. <laughs> and Versus is still a book that I really dig, even though it's colossally <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Comics can be stupid yeah, as long as they own it. Yeah, exactly. It does. I think it definitely owns what it is. Um, what's your answer, Eric? Uh, I think you could probably guess. Is it Daniel Warren Johnson? It is Daniel Warren Johnson, the the fucking god king of my heart. Daniel Warren Johnson gets me excited about drawing in a way that 
none of these other guys do. I love everything I've seen him put out. Every tweet, every Instagram post, every anything. It just makes me, it just fills me with such joy to see it. I, I'm just blown away with every single image. It is fantastic, and he makes me so happy. It's wonderful. Same answer. It's mine as well. Daniel Warren Johnson. Yeah. He, his art affects me in a way that no one else's does. Um, Extremity has probably my favorite comic of all time, I think. Wow. I think. I don't know. You know, it changes sometimes from day yeah. to day. It varies, but it's definitely top five. Probably my favorite. It affected me more than anything else I've ever read. You know, and a lot of times I love books on an intellectual level before I on it more than on a like emotive feelings level. You know, like that's why I like Mr. Miracle so much because I can, I can puzzle out and reason things out of it, out of the story and how it's how on a craft level, how it's built, how it's, how it's written and drawn. I, I can like it for that reason. And, and I, you know, obviously I connect at a certain extent with character and story and I feel things, but extremity made me f- like it was a gut punch it just made it just pulled feeling out of me that a lot of things don't very few things do that to me anymore and there are scenes in that second book that are like feel like they literally were pulling their my heart out of my chest and i his art his characters like you look at his books and they're full of this intensely detailed action huge set piece action scenes like that's it's very apparent in murder falcon because it's so silly but you look at extremity it has the same thing as it has giant spaceships and and rhinoceros like giant monsters and things charging and crashing into each other and terrific just carnage but the things that affect me so much are like these are tiny little scenes and because he writes his own stuff. He knows what he's capable of. He's, he's confident in his abilities to portray emotion with his characters and he doesn't rely on words to communicate how characters feel and how, how, how ripped apart they are. And he's not afraid of having his characters do terrible things to each other. And it just it demonstrate he just demonstrates it so clearly. You never there's we were talking about storytelling earlier and how you're not supposed to be confused ever in when you're reading a comic. And I'm he's his I, I think with the same thing with that those bombastic action sequences. It's very it's very easy just to say he's so great at that. Look at it. It's amazing. It's giant double <laughs> this giant double page spread of like this airships crashing into each other. But it's the clarity, it's the emotion, it's the confidence, and I I can't say enough good things about it. It's it's every I'm gonna buy every comic book that he makes for the rest of his life. I'm going to buy it, and there's very few people that I would say that about. Like he deserves all. Like Extremity got nom- got got an Eisner, and I think that's it deserves everything. It's the it's amazing. 
and I can't. Like, I will put his name on this list every year we have one. Well, every year he does he does work. Yeah, which I imagine will be certainly. I I hope as long as he wants. <coughs> so, Eric, buddy, what do you want? Anything you want to add? That that's the hands. That's our sixth annual Handsome Boys Handies Awards. I hope everyone enjoys their handies. Everyone who won. It's always a good thing to add. Yeah. Um. Anything you want to? Anything you want to mention about the the in comic books in your twenty eighteen? this has been some kind of weird year you know but there's i don't know as per usual there's a lot of bad and a lot of good Uh, but there's there's definitely been some pretty incredible like remember for all time stuff and there's a lot of stuff to be excited about there's a lot of things to be hopeful for I don't know if I'm quite as hopeful as I was, you know, in the year where the first Miss Marvels were coming out and it seemed like everything was on a hot streak. Well, because we've we've come off of a lot of bad and depressing stuff. I think 2018. I I, I would still say there have never been as many as good comics at any one time as right now. It's just. there's a lot of ugly things. That's true. But it really did feel like a lot of people kind of getting their swagger back. A lot of a lot of ugly things surrounding comic books. And Oh lord, yes. That's it, it's it's frustrating, it's challenging because you you want people to be able to just make their art and publish it and sell it and not not face such hatred and such ugliness about it about like and it's just it just persists and it's not you know it's not an easy thing it's never gonna it's gonna be wiped away it's a thing you have to fight and it's very hard to to realize that like this is just the way it is now we're just gonna have to constantly fight ugliness in every step along the way and i think that can be deflating because you're just you get tired of it. You have everyone is everyone has fatigue, and I think I felt that this year. I've I haven't read. I did, certainly didn't read as many comics this year as I've read in past years, just because I was fatigued. There's just so much. There's so many great comics, but I just it, they cost so much money, and it's I only have so much time. And I don't know. I'm still excited for 2019. There's still plenty of books that I'm really excited to read. My favorite thing is is Monsters Part Two is coming out in 2019. I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm so excited. I, there's Die is coming out. I believe you know. I'm sure Tom King and Mr. Odd's new thing will be out. There's. I, I think Marvel is getting back to a good place. I think they have some good people. They've they've built up their their cast. They're 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 writers and artists again after some people left. And I think certainly indie comics are better than they've ever been. They're in a better place. They're healthier. They're they're in they're in the best shape they've ever been. Um, you know, you just got to hope that those superhero comics, DC and Marvel, not the people working for them, but you know the 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 leaders of those companies, I think, make good choices about their companies and about how they 
how they treat their employees and how they perhaps should protect them and a little bit more and make a little bit more clear about how they feel about, you know, comics gate and diversity in comics and all those terrible people. Maybe Marvel and DC should make statements and say, hey, like literally when you have people who've come out against uh, like Frank Cho, literally like Frank Cho has faced his share of criticism from us even, but he is like, he has come out and said more against them than against those diversity in comics and comics gate people than Marvel and DC has said, which is insane to me. And I'm like, I, I feel like that's the the one thing I want from 2019 is them just to find find some courage, what little courage it takes, and make a statement and say, hey, it's not okay to harass people. It's We side with our creators. We side with them. We side with their creative choices. We side with having new characters that are are, are diverse. And alongside our old guard of characters like Peter Parker and Thor and whoever, there's no shortage of those characters. They're still around. I don't know. It's very frustrating. But it's I, it's hard to get people to come down on one side of that line. Because if you don't take a side, then everyone will like you, right? Yeah. It certainly hasn't made me go, oh, maybe I'll buy less Marvel books. I'm totally buying less Marvel books. Yep. <laughs> Because they don't can't show some balls and just say, hey, we don't want your business. Go away. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Like, literally, you control 30% of the market. You and DC control 70% of the market together. If you say, we don't want you, go away. It immediately makes things a little bit at least clearer about where they stand. But they haven't done that because they don't want to lose money. They're so petrified of losing money from terrible people. It's staggering to me. Um... I don't know. I'm still excited. There's still still comic books that are exciting. Still great books coming out every week. Um, it was a good year for comic books. Hope 2019 is a better year. For, a better year, and I hope 2019 year is a better year. Uh, I'm holding out. I don't know if I should hold on hope for 2019 being a better year, but we'll see. Um, we are, both Eric and I are full steam ahead. We'll keep doing this podcast till we die because we're that stubborn. Um, in two weeks' time, we will be returning in Nerdbud Book Club, and we'll be doing some. We're going to be talking about the aforementioned Superior Spider-Man. We're going to be reading the entirety of uh, the Dan Slott run of Superior Spider-Man, uh, six volumes. It's all on the Comicsology Unlimited. If you are subscribed, um, it's an easy way to read it. Um, and we'll be talking about that next time. Really curious to read and see how we feel about that whole thing because. I'm with the benefit of time. We'll see if it's changed your thoughts at all. I think that'll do it for us. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Uh, you can find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Links to everything there. Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at HBC Hour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, if you're a fan, give us a, a, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Word of mouth definitely helps. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Darman. Eric, where can they find you and your things online? Well, you can see my portfolio at freewillunlimited.com and my newly revamped ericzgoodnight.com where you can keep in touch with uh, most of the other things I do online, including my 
Twitter and my Instagram, or I'm known on both as Easy Good Night. And that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. <laughs>